this is this is the euro step in i am Tito coke i am from the netherlands small town called bosnia uh i went to school in san diego played for university of san diego graduated in 2016 and i played in the wcc west coast conference nice thank you for joining us today um Gito, it's, it's, as I said before, it's great having you here um, and, you know, keeping up with you on social media and all the rest of it. Um, uh, seeing you grow from uh, a skinny, scrawny Afro kid to, you know, the monster that became the uh, leader and shot blocker in the, the WCC, it's absolutely great to see it. What made you choose um, your school and, and can you talk us through that process? Um, I had some offers from a couple of different schools, uh, but from what I always like to do or what I try to do is just go with something that gives me a good feeling. If I have a, a strong feeling towards one place or another, um, then I'll just usually pick that one. Uh, in this case, I had some strong preferences for what I like to do or where I would just like to go. And in my case, picking University of San Diego was just a great fit. Um, obviously, that's very dependent on the person. So it just matters to, you know, what speaks to you and what doesn't. Okay, that's, that's pretty simple. What type of scholarship did they give you? Um, and did your grades play a factor? Um, I got a full ride scholarship. So basically they covered pretty much all expenses for going there. Um, so that, obviously that's very nice. You get a good education if you go to a good school um, and you get to do that free of charge. Uh, grades do play a factor in that, in that if you drop below a certain average, um, you might lose your eligibility to play. Um, but usually there's a lot of resources around schools to help you out with your grades. So was that throughout the whole four years that you had to keep the same GPA? Yeah, um, I think it was above a 2.0, which is very much doable if you put in some effort in classes. <laughs> 2.0 doesn't sound that tough, man. No, it doesn't. Fair enough, okay. And sticking on the, the subject of school, what helped you get your grade, what helped you to um, graduate? And are there any hacks to, you know, anyone that's going into school now? Uh, the standard but most obvious response that anybody gives you uh, when asked about what helps in school is go talk to professors. They have office hours and I will highly recommend anybody that is either struggling with grades or just trying to keep a uh, high GPA to just go see your professors as much as possible. They are very good at what they do, so they help you out a lot in person. Okay, um, is there anything outside of just seeing the professor? So, um, I don't know, is there any like, I don't wanna say cheat, but is there any like shortcuts? Um, there is no real shortcuts, but as a student athlete, you oftentimes do have some more resources than regular students. Um, we had a lot of people working for the athletic department in the school that just helped you with homework. They could bring in tutors, 
um, they can make studying a whole lot easier for you than it would be for other people. So that's kind of a hack. <laughs> so you just tell somebody you're struggling with your homework, whether you're struggling or not, and they just bring someone in to help you do it? Yeah. Which, you know, not everybody has that luxury, so use it if you can. Fair enough. Uh, which is true. Talking about playing in the WCC, what was the league play like? In your opinion, was it like a, a big man conference? Was it a guard conference? Uh, was it high tempo? What was the kind of generalization of, of, of the league? What did you have to have or what did you have to be able to do? The WCC uh, was, I would describe, a little bit lower tempo. There were certain teams that liked to run the ball, but most of them just had more tactical playing style. So it's it was a lot less athletic than some other leagues, but I think a lot of very intelligent players went there. Okay, okay, pretty pretty smart. Have you got any um, stories from like a really good game? I spoke to Peter a couple of weeks ago, and he uh, said about a couple of times where he's you know faced off against you and stuff, and enjoyed those matchups. Yeah, obviously it's, it's really fun to, especially as a foreign student, to play against people you know, uh, which happens more often than, than you realize. It's basketball world turns out is very big, but can feel very small. Um, but what like really cool games, I think one time we played at home against Gonzaga when they were ranked, I forget how high, pretty high. Um, and we, we beat them uh, with a sold out crowd. So that was that was really cool. Did you guys tip the cooler over your coach? <laughs> I think somebody tried it, but our coach wasn't that fun. So <laughs> he was like, "I'm gonna see you on the practice floor at six. <laughs> We're all just like, "Ah, you know, let's not celebrate too hard." <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, yeah, some some coaches like the small victories and uh -huh. enjoying the the process, and some are like, "Hey, no, it's just another game." So I, I get yeah. that. Right, so <laughs> looking at roles, um, you know, uh, you was ranked pretty high as a junior, um, a pretty focal point, you know, offensively, defensively. Um, did that role change when you got to college? And if so, how did you adjust to it, you know, from being, you know, the, the, a focal point to being a role player? How did you uh -huh. Um When I got there, it was quite clear that I was not going to be playing as much because they had two big guys that were basically in front of me. Um, so I kind of resorted to the things that I know I can contribute to the team. In my case, it was defense. So every chance that I got, I would just, you know, show off that I can play hard defense when they need me so I could get on the floor. So I could just make some minutes. And then, you know, when you're out there, you can kind of prove yourself. But it's all about finding finding a role in the team, just looking at what you can bring to, to winning games and making sure you do that most of all. Did you ever think to yourself, okay, well, you know, I, I was, you know, so good. I was ranked top 30 um, in my class. Did you ever think to yourself, hey, I deserve more? Like, how did you kind of humble yourself, even though, you you know, you, you realized pretty early that you know, you wasn't going to be the guy, but how did you deal with it mentally? I never really had the feeling that, you know, I deserve something more or something. It's when you, when I come to a new team or to a new program, 
you have to have the thought or the realization that you don't deserve anything yet. You have to earn anything while you're over there. So I never got in there and be a, just look around like, hey, give me the ball or, you know, I deserve more playing time. If I'm not producing anything, I don't deserve anything. So that's just the way you got to look at it. Hey, that's hey, that's real. That's real speech, man. Um, it's, it's, it's tough trying to explain to certain players that, hey, just because you was good at your last place doesn't mean that mm -hmm. that's effective here, especially changing uh, countries and, and start a play and rules and all the rest of it. Um, yeah. Um, who are the best three players that you've ever played against or, or with? Uh, best three... Mirakic, probably. Okay. Um, that was a national team tournament. I think it was... A, I forget which tournament, but coach from that tournament is going to kill me. I think it was under 20 national team uh, in Bosnia. And we played against him. That dude was at his age. We were, were about the same age, just dominant already. Um, so that was a really tough matchup. Um, recently, I played in Germany when they had their, uh, you know, the quarantine tournament bubble in, in Munich. Uh, I got to play against some EuroLeague teams. Um, individually, I think toughest was Mal Basic, the big guy from Oldenburg. Mm -hmm. Incredibly tough player. And Valentunas, also once with the national team. Okay. What, what about in college? In college, um, Olenek, uh, when he was at Gonzaga, um, how, how, was, how, how, how was that matchup with Olenek? Tough. Uh, he was obviously very big, very strong already, and just getting out of CBA, I wasn't all that physical yet. Mm -hmm. So it was hard work just trying to keep him out of the paint and just pushing him as far away from the basket as possible. I did my best. I'm sure he still had you know, his numbers against us, but those challenges are always fun. Okay. Um, was there anyone that you didn't like playing against? A, a particular person that you were like, man, I, you know, you looked at your calendar and it's not that you was afraid, but you was like, man, it's going to be a long night. There's, there's two answers. There's one playing against BYU. Uh-huh. Because as fun as those games are, it's sold out crowds, it's like 20,000 plus people every game. And they're a good basketball program. There's just absolutely nothing to do in that city. It is the most dead place ever. Um, and playing against Pacific, there was uh, University of Pacific. There was one guy that broke my nose, so I did not like him. Oh, jeez. Did you ever, like, get your own back or anything? Like a little elbow, a little, you know? Nah. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not gonna go into a game and try to get ejected before halftime. It's <laughs> my coach off even more. Hey, man. Winning the game is good enough for me. So, sometimes you got a level of score, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the best part of playing college ball? The best part for me personally is all the people I got to know. Um, 
that answer might be different, you know, if you ask somebody else. But for me, just the whole experience of attending school there and being part of that community, but also playing with such a close family and a basketball team, it just, you know, you meet people there that you're going to talk to for the rest of your life. Um, that to me was, I think, the most valuable. What was the difference between playing, you know, back at home, especially as a junior, um, and you went back, you know, pretty much every summer for national team. So, mm. what was the what was the vibe if you were to compare it? You know, if you were to compare the playing in college and playing ball back at home. When I started playing in college, it was the first time I felt a real pressure on, on winning. This is where it's starting to actually move up to like real professional levels where it's kind of cutthroat in that, you know, if you don't win, if you don't get results, things just kind of slide down. Um, that's something that I learned from there that I didn't really experience before that time. Um, Hold on, wait. Sorry to interrupt, but you played in some pretty big tournaments before you got to college, and that like you yeah. had to wait till you got to college. You didn't feel any of that stuff before. I always felt like a tournament is vastly different in that it's a, a period of you know two weeks where you dial in, and then you just you know that's all you're working on while you're there. It's just a couple of games, and then you win or you go home. That's it. In college, the seasons are longer, and it's it's about finding a balance of producing throughout the season, but also still having to produce in a classroom. It's a longer grind than uh, like a short time span of a tournament. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got, yeah, that makes sense. I guess collectively, everything together is is um, um, you know the the whole experience. Um, how was it playing in front of the American fans? What's, what's, what were the fans like? Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> American people love sports. They That's one of the first things I noticed when I got to college or when I even got to the States is they just love talking about sports. They see a tall guy. It's like, oh, you play basketball? Where at? People there are very friendly. Um, and... As fans also, you know, there's always uh, people that show up. There's people that are close to the program. And in general, I think they're just a pleasant crowd to have. And you're know, going to enjoy playing for them. They are not as crazy as, say, fans from Serbia. <laughs> playing there, that's a whole different vibe. But <laughs> I would say it's, it's far more, um, well, it's less stressful to play in front of American fans. <laughs> Slightly going left a little bit, but just talking about like, the racial side of things, was there much racism or, or racial pressures? Um, yes and no. Uh, there is, you know, it, it's, it's a sensitive subject for anyone. I feel like even more so for, uh, for black or say african-american people in the in the united states and also especially um college athletes because they have to deal with this fairly often just because of the sheer amount of people that you're in contact with but in my experience um keep in mind this is from a private school which was 
with usually fairly well-off people, it was not that bad. Um, I don't want to downplay anything that maybe somebody else has been through at my school or at similar schools, but it did not bother me to the point that I was really, you know, that was keeping me up at night. But very subjective, uh, you know, really good. Yeah, yeah, definitely, depending on where you are and, um, you know, I've spoken to a couple of people and Mm -hmm. had a rough time. Um, But it's just, you know, for me, I want to try and see how how popular, um, I don't know if popular is the correct word to use there, but how popular, how rampant of, a, of an issue it is with collegiate sports and, 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 and athletes where, you know, you hear it all the time, especially like in, in well, soccer, football, um, it's pretty rough, even at the, pro, like they're getting paid millions and, you know, there's still quite a bit of racial abuse. So, yeah, what was the weather like? San Diego is easily the nicest place to live in the United States. Easily, hands down. (laughs) Easily, hands down. The weather is pretty much perfect year-round. You know, you live right on the Pacific Ocean. Best sunsets in the United States, arguably in the world. It It is a nice place to live. So... Okay. If anybody disagrees, they they can they can hit me up about it. But um. <laughs> they can add you. <laughs> yeah. Um, are there any are there any extremes like hurricanes, tornadoes, thunderstorms? Uh, none. There is uh, an occasional mild earthquake, but that's you know I slept through most of them, so. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing to lose sleep over. Exactly. Being from uh, the Netherlands, how did you deal with you know traveling? How did you deal with the jet lag? Did you get jet lag? How was like? Are there any hacks of dealing with it? Um, I always. I mean, I don't know if this is you know scientifically accurate at all, but I feel like if I fly to a new place that's in a different time zone, and I just try to go to bed at what. Like what's like a normal hour there if you get like the first good night of sleeping then it always feels less bad for me hmm. okay so what you don't like prep yourself you don't step all night the night before or nah, ain't nobody got time for that also it's just like you know <laughs> jet lag is only a couple days anyway so you'll get you'll get over it <laughs> you'll figure it out it doesn't it's yeah. not that big a deal okay exactly. that's a decent way to look at it must-see destinations of San Diego, where, like, if you was telling me, hey, D, you got to, you know, when you go to San Diego, you got to go and see or do what? See, uh, obviously the beach. Mission Beach is probably my favorite, or that's at least the the spot that I went to most. Mission Uh, Beach. Mission Beach. Okay. There is... Sunset Cliffs, that's nice. I think Balboa Park is definitely worth visiting. And if you have the time, um, go to USB. Voted one of the most beautiful campuses <laughs> in the United States. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. You got a plug. You are right. You are right. right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's <laughs> uh, funny. Um, it's gonna be four guy after I'm done playing basketball. 
Uh, only for USD, right? <laughs> only for USD. Just send everybody that way. <laughs> best food. Where's the best place to get food? Where is you know where's the the, the number one spot? Uh, um, Urbane Cafe, it's bomb sandwiches, and personal favorite Super Broncos. But you know any Mexican place that is around because San Diego's right next to the border. Uh, there's a, a big influence of Mexican food in San Diego, which is amazing. Okay, and what was what was the Super Broncos and what what was the other other one? The first one. The first one was Urbane Cafe. Urbane. Okay. And what's what's your favorite type of food? Just so I can kind of get a feel for it. <laughs> My favorite type of food food is, is pancakes. So. Oh, okay. These are both not examples of pancakes. <laughs> if you I mean, do want good pancakes in San Diego, go to Snooze. Oh, yeah? In Hillcrest. It is amazing. Better than back home? Let's not start this. There's not enough time. <laughs> There's not <laughs> enough time to discuss Dutch pancakes versus American pancakes. I'm just, I'm just curious, you know. I, <laughs> Dutch pancakes are, you know are supposed to be like the best in the world and then you know say snooze is pretty good so i'm just curious what you know what your preference is you know i'm dutch before anything so dutch pancakes okay okay all right <laughs> good answer Safe answer. Yeah. <laughs> best place to get new kicks um i mostly got them through the school um equipment came with the scholarship, so. But if you want nice shoes, I always just go to Foot Locker. There's a Foot Locker with a house of hoops attached to it in Fashion Valley Mall, specifically in San Diego. So that's where I always used to go. Was there any? So I spoke to um, three people prior, and they was they were saying about a plug. There's normally a shoe plug on campus. Um, and they like they they've got like better deals than Foot Locker, and they get the exclusive and the colors, and you know, was that did you did you have a plug over there? Specifically, we knew some people that worked at Foot Locker, uh, so, so we would okay. we would we would know if there were certain shoes that was coming in that we wanted. But you know, I wasn't huge into the sneaker game then. I'm still not because. It's way too expensive. I cannot afford to another expensive hobby. So I, I try I try to, you know, keep it to a minimum. Okay, okay. And like you got size like ninety-nine feet too, so probably <laughs> yeah, not, it's also not easy. <laughs> probably not many shoes that come over. What's your favorite American holiday? Oh <laughs> I don't understand half of them and the other half is racist. So I don't Oh, no. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I, whichever one I got the most days off, I guess. <laughs> was, there, was there not like a Thanksgiving or a Christmas where you just went and ate a bunch of food and hung I out? Guess, I guess it would be Christmas because then I, because my some of my family lives in the States. So I just went over to my family, you know, spent Christmas with them. For me personally, that was the nicest, but it, I have no affiliation with one holiday or the next. So I guess Christmas then. Okay, fair enough. 
Normally you might have like, you know, I don't know, it might have been food at coach's house or a teammate's house or, you know, there was like a tradition, but it sounds like, nah, I just nope, wasn't interested. It's really weird going there, coming out of Europe and then people get insanely hyped about Thanksgiving and I'm sitting there like, first of all, what even is this? <laughs> and second of all, why... I'm not quite understanding what we're celebrating here, which I still really don't. I still don't get it. Years later, still no one sat you down and explained it? The explanation was not really doing it for me. <laughs> Fair enough, man. Hey, it's, 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 a, it's a good holiday. Mean means that, you know, there's a bunch of food and I guess some time off with the family. Well, I mean, hey, if it's not for you, it's not for you. Did you get homesick, and how did you handle that? Um, sometimes. Uh, it can feel strange. I, you know, I got kind of used to playing a CBA before I went to college, uh, just living far away from home. Mm -hmm. Especially at that point in your life, uh, most people are kind of young. It's the first time I'm really moving out. And it can get a little lonely at times. Uh, I was lucky in that I made a, a lot of really good friends there. And if you're spending time with good friends, you're never really lonely, so you don't really think about it. Um, and I still got to go home every year. So for me, it wasn't that bad. Uh, other people that I know couldn't deal with it and, and stopped playing. And you know, that's entirely up to you. No, either way is right or wrong. It's just what fits you as a person. Oh, that's crazy. So you, you're saying you know of people who've, you know, couldn't cope with being away from home and then, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've definitely seen it. Um, but some people make a big deal of it. Like that's somehow, you know, the shameful thing to do. You got scholarship at a school. But if family is very important to you, then by all means, if you miss them too much, you should go home. All right, roll in again. <laughs> Big question. I know you're there with, with uh, the wife, so you might want to ask it to step out of the room for a second. Um, talking about, you know, us being open and honest, um, how did you deal with the distractions of going to college? Um, and by distractions, I'm talking about, you know, drugs, partying, alcohol, um, and girls. You know, how, mm -hmm. how did you, you know, how did you navigate that? Um, I think it is really important to have fun while you're in college. It's supposed to be a time of your life that you enjoy and look back on uh, happily. You know, it should be good memories. You have to keep in mind the balance of what makes good memories. You know, going to parties is fun only partying and failing your classes and then having to drop out of college, that's not going to be a fun memory. So it's, it's, it's all about finding a balance between uh, doing fun college stuff that probably everybody thinks about before they go and taking it seriously and, and getting, getting your work done. How did, how did you navigate stuff like um you know, people approaching you with drugs and stuff like that. How did you 
that you did with that? Um, I did not experience much of that uh, when I was in college. And I never felt at my school that there was a culture of uh, drug usage, uh, not under student athletes or under student body itself. Uh, might just, you know, be that my friends never did that. Uh, obviously, there is a lot of drinking that goes on that comes with college. Um, that would be a little much sometimes. But again, you know, it's about finding a balance. <laughs> Don't do it before conditioning days, for example. That's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you've got a story there. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Say no more. Say no more. Uh, uh, don't need to incriminate yourself. Uh, and what about the, the, the women's side of things? What about the ladies' side of things? Um, this is a, a time in everybody's life when they really start, you know, partying and dating. Did my fair share of both. Um, actually mostly had a college uh, had a girlfriend throughout college so you know not too much uh again it's about having fun okay be safe strap it on <laughs> okay with the knowledge you you have now what three things i guess or what what things would you change you know coming into to college if if the gto now could talk to the Gito at 18, what would he tell him? I think personally, um, I had an amazing time going to college. There is some things I, I maybe could have done or should have done. Uh, one of the big things that people say that I did not take seriously up until later is that you have to put time into the gym by yourself if you really care about getting better and you know about your, your basketball career um i wish i had done more of that but still doing all right for myself now so you know could be worse um maybe don't do a three-year relationship that was maybe a little long and <laughs> nothing else honestly i just i had a, i had a great time i don't think i would change much Okay, so get in the gym, like it, like work out, hone, hone your skills for your craft. Yeah. And, you know, just watch out for the long-term relationships in school. Yeah. Okay. Just, just a little bit. Um, is there anything that you feel that we've missed? So is there anything that, you know, what would your message be to anyone that's you know, in Europe, trying to get across to the States, is there anything that in particular that you want to? Um, I think the most important thing, and I've reiterated it a bunch of times, is, you know, stick with what feels right and what brings you joy. It's supposed to be, and I think that's the biggest point, it's supposed to be a really fun experience. If it's not, then it's not for you, maybe, you know? you might find joy in other things, but you want to make sure you have a good time there and that you can, like I said earlier, look back on it as a pleasant thing. Mm, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And I think that you have to, I think enjoyment 
is the primary objective of should be the should be the driving force of all that we do kind of thing mm -hmm. um because you know exactly like, you know, and like we talked about earlier uh me making my mind up about where i went to college that that was one of the things that really drove that for me it's something that felt right for me and that's something that i found enjoyment in and that helped me guide my choice so that could also hopefully help some other people uh guide their choices as well and just i, I don't think i was recording then but what was the what was the three things that you determined uh how to how to pick a school <laughs> Beach, nice weather. What did I say? A free intuition. That was it. A free intuition. That's it. I mean, honestly, that's all you need, right? For me specifically, at least. <laughs> uh, free intuition, the beach, and nice weather. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that that that, that pretty much sums up <laughs> how to be happy. So, I mean, yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, G, thank you for hanging out with us today. It has been a pleasure uh, watching your development um, and sometimes even staying up till city o'clock and watching, you know, a few of your games and stuff. Um, getting excited, like, Zoom, like, oh, that's g <laughs> That's my guy. Yes, yeah, yeah, appreciate it. Um, yeah, of course, man. No, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And, you know, I, I hope at least some people will find something useful in this in, in, in my experience and, I hope they gain some knowledge from this that will help guide them a little bit. And as always, it's just really nice to talk to you. So, you know, if, if any any time I can help you out again, just let me know. Appreciate it, my guy. Hi, everyone. This is Cheeto, and you've been watching The Eurostepping. This is... This is The Eurostepping.